Meditations and Experiences, and Other Writings by William Schuen. Part 5. Number 62. The Still Small Voice. That which makes a people blessed and happy is that they hear and obey the still small voice, which says, This is the way, walk in it. Isaiah 30, verse 21. This is the voice of the true shepherd, and the sheep know it, follow it, and obey it, and a stranger they will not hear or follow. In this lies the safety, strength, and blessedness of the righteous in all ages and generations past, even in hearing and obeying the voice of the Lord. By this they gained victory over their enemies, and knew them all confounded and brought to nothing. And this is the strength and blessedness of the righteous in this age and generation, by which we too overcome our enemies. As we hear and obey this voice, we grow strong and prevail against all our enemies, even those of our own house, which are our greatest enemies. In obeying this heavenly voice, we are called out of all the crooked ways and bypaths of sin and transgression into the straight and living way of the Lord, and are preserved therein. His voice leads out of the way of sin and transgression, so that we are not captivated in the way of darkness and error out of which we have been called, and from which we have been redeemed and saved with a great salvation. Praises be to the name of the Lord, who has caused His glorious day to dawn, and His heavenly voice to be heard and known from all the voices that are in the world, and from the voice of the serpent. And blessed be the Lord, that though His voice is many times very low and small, yet we hear and know it from the voice of our enemy and from the voice of the stranger, because it calls out of all evil and error into purity and holiness. It calls out of all self-will, thoughts, and imaginations into the heavenly stillness, self-denial, deep humility, and lowliness of mind, which is the low valley where the fresh pastures are and where the springs of life are known, satisfaction is enjoyed, and peace and tranquility of mind are possessed. This is the substance of all, this is that to which we have been called, in this the glorious day of God's appearance, in this his visitation with his day spring from on high, which shines gloriously to a remnant. Praises to God forever. Number 63. My Redeemer Lives They are a blessed people who need not seek for their teacher, their Savior, and their Redeemer, but instead their eye beholds him, and their ear hears his voice, witnessing and enjoying what one of old knew when he said, I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand last upon the earth. Job 19.25 This is a heavenly state, which a small remnant witness, even to see their Redeemer stand last upon the earth. He was the first upon it, and is known to be the last also, subduing all under him the earth being made his footstool, all earthly-mindedness, earthly desires, earthly affections, trodden down and trampled upon by him. Indeed, every vain thought and lofty imagination are subdued under him, and all our enemies destroyed by him. But no people or person upon the face of the earth can witness these things affected in them, 
except as they travel through the work of regeneration and come to know that their Redeemer lives, not only in himself, but also in them. Then transgression is known to be finished, and everlasting righteousness brought in. Then the Prince of Peace and Righteousness reigns, and sits upon the throne and rules, even where the Prince of the Power of the Air and Unrighteousness did rule. Then does the land rejoice, and heavenly peace abounds in their dwellings, which peace cannot be enjoyed by any. Let them profess what they will, though it be the truth itself, unless they experientially know their Teacher, their Savior, and their Redeemer. Number 64. The Lord's Highway The very remembrance of the time when our minds were turned to the true light that now shines, not only in the darkness, but out of it, is very precious. It is in this light that God dwells, and we are living witnesses of His presence and appearance, which ministers more consolation, refreshment, and gladness to our hearts than the increase of corn, wine, and oil. The exceeding love and kindness of God in fitting and preparing instruments in His own hand, and by His own power, to turn and direct our minds to the light of Christ within, to the power of God within, is never to be forgotten. The waiting in this light, and the obedience to it, makes us and our assemblies differ from those who are strangers thereto. And as we wait in and obey this light, we never need to seek a teacher or guide or instructor, though no word be spoken outwardly. It is a precious thing to love this light and to walk in it, for this is the only way to be a child of God. This is the highway that was prophesied should be built up, wherein the wayfaring man, though a fool, should not go astray. Isaiah 35.8 There is no stumbling in this way, nor occasion of stumbling. As we walk and abide therein, we are the most contented people, the wisest, strongest, and happiest people upon the face of the earth. But out of this way, we are as weak as any other. And indeed, after we have come to the knowledge of this way, if we abide not therein, we may also become as wicked as any other. There is no other way to be looked for, no other gospel to be preached than this, to which our minds were turned at the beginning, namely, the light, the grace, and power of God, the pearl, the treasure, the kingdom within. In this, the key is known that opens not only the mysteries of godliness, but the mystery of iniquity also, and brings our eye to be satisfied with seeing, our ear with hearing, and our heart with understanding. Oh, how we are engaged to walk in this way, and to walk worthy of this love which is shed abroad in our hearts, of which we are made partakers. Oh, that we may adorn our profession with all holiness of life and conversation, to the praise of Him that has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. To Him be the glory forever. Number 65. The Leaven of the Kingdom it is a blessed thing to know the kingdom of God to become, even the same kingdom for which Christ long ago taught his disciples to pray, and for which, in this age also, he has taught his disciples to pray. It is a blessed thing to know this kingdom to become, 
But it is more blessed to know a sitting down in it, and a partaking of that wherein it stands, namely, the peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, which all the kingdoms of this world cannot give or take away. Now, the reason in time past why we, as well as others, were ignorant of the coming of this kingdom, and we lacked the enjoyment of that wherein it stands, was because we disregarded its appearance and overlooked the seed of it and slighted the operation of it, which is like the working of leaven in meal. This was the cause, because we did not regard the day of small things. We had no faith in the holy power and spiritual appearance of God within, though but as a little leaven or a small seed, which always wrought against evil and against the author of it and his kingdom of darkness. Now, all the sects and sect leaders in Christendom who overlook the seed of the kingdom, which works like leaven and all that have faith in it, and despise the appearance and operation of the light and spirit of God within, these never know the coming of the kingdom of God, nor the sitting down in it. Such inherit vanity, reap sorrow, and lie down in misery. Let their talk and profession be never so high. Indeed, this is the word of truth to them all. But all that know the coming of this kingdom, and a sitting down in it, and the enjoyment of that wherein it stands, which is peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, these are living witnesses of their being gathered from the east, west, north, and south, and of sitting down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of God. These can say, as could some of old, to whom the author of the Hebrews did write, But you are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Were not these things written in the Holy Scriptures, it might be counted unlawful, if not blasphemy, to speak or write after this manner. But the kingdom and power of God is one and the same throughout all ages, and it was the dwelling place of the righteous in all generations. To this kingdom and power our minds were at first turned and directed, whose first appearance was like a light shining in a dark place, like a little seed springing out of a dry ground, like a little leaven working in the meal, according to the parables and teachings of Christ Jesus. This was the lot and inheritance which the holy men and holy women in ages past waited for and received. Indeed, they glorified and praised God for the enjoyment thereof, even in the midst of and over all afflictions and fiery trials. This was their joy and crown, and the righteous in this age desire no other. Number 66. The Bread Which Nourishes We have been and are called to inherit substance, and all that have obeyed this call, and abode with him that has called, are witnesses of that bread which nourishes up unto eternal life. These do experience the preciousness and pleasantness that is found in eating of that bread which comes down from heaven. The outward bread, upon the outward table, in the outward temple, 
was a type and representation of this heavenly bread, which nourishes those that feed thereupon unto eternal life. To meet together and sit together at this table and eat of this bread is better than to sit on thrones with princes and to eat of their delicacies. All the treasures and pleasures of this world are not to be compared with it, for there is nothing able to content the soul and to stop its hungering and thirsting after those things that perish with the using, except the eating of this bread. And truly, the more any eat of this bread, the more they hunger after it. There is a pleasure and blessing in hungering and thirsting when the treasury of living bread and water is ready at hand to supply. For it is the taste of the crumbs which fall from the children's table that begets this cry in the hearts of a remnant, Evermore give us this bread. Number 67. The Eye Kept Upon the Lord. Blessed are all who have their eye unto the Lord, and their ear open unto him at all times, in all places, and in all states and conditions. For of a truth, God is come to teach his people himself, as was long before foretold. All that have learned of him, and are guided by his Spirit, are thereby led within the veil into the holiest of holies, and know the veil to be taken away, not only the veil of Moses and the veil of the outward temple, but also the veil of the flesh of Christ. These are come to behold him and to dwell with him, who existed before the cause of any veil, before the cause of the law, or the cause of the prophet's labor, or the cause of Christ's sufferings. This state is precious to behold and very delightful to enjoy. This is the light of his countenance indeed, which is better than corn, wine, oil, or all visible things. This is the blessed end of waiting upon God, as the handmaid does upon the eye of her mistress. Whether you are as a babe, as a child, as a young man, as an elder, or as a father, your duty in all these states and growths is to have your eye unto the Lord, that he may lead you from the one into the other, and preserve you therein by his grace. Indeed, this grace is able and sufficient to teach you all good, save and defend you from all evil, lead you into glory, and establish you in the kingdom thereof forever. Number 68. Temples of the Holy Spirit. It is a very blessed thing and they are in a very blessed state and condition, who can say in truth that their bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. These are they whose eyes behold their teacher. Their eye is inward unto him who teaches in his temple, and whose glory appears in his temple. These are a blessed people who have this knowledge, and all that have it know how they came by it, and how they became so having formerly been the temples of the unclean spirit. They know the temple that was defiled and polluted, now cleansed and purged, and the unclean spirit and his works cast forth. And now these are a watchful people against all that would defile the temple again, and they are the true temple worshippers in this day and age. It is in this temple that everyone speaks of the glory of the Lord, the power of the Lord, and of his wondrous works wrought therein, even in his temple not made with hands. 
This is the antitype and substance of the outward temple built by Solomon and the various worships and services therein. Even when people are brought into such a state as to know their bodies, the temple of the living God, that he walks in them and dwells in them, according to the ancient prophecies of holy men. These are a habitation of God through the Spirit. These are the worshipers in spirit and in truth, not only in appointed places and solemn assemblies, but at other times and places, bowing to every appearance of God in his temple, in the spirit and in the truth in the inward parts, which God loves, accepts, and delights in. Now the outward temple, after it was finished and sanctified, became defiled, polluted, and made a den of thieves. It was therefore robbed and spoiled of all its treasure, and so in the end was destroyed. This came to pass as a figure, and is written for our learning. Therefore, let all be watchful and take heed, lest, after they know their bodies made the temples of God, sanctified or made holy, they become polluted and defiled again. Such God will destroy with woeful destruction. It is very precious when people are come not only to know their bodies the temples of the Holy Spirit, which knowledge is absolutely needful, for without it there is no being a Christian, but also are come to know a heavenly stillness, a heavenly silence in the temple, with no buying and selling and exchanging, no noise of the workman's iron tool in the temple. For man's work defiles the temple and pollutes the altar if a tool but be lifted up upon it. The best abilities, inventions, and arts of man in the fall have nothing to do in rearing an altar, in building a temple, in setting up worship, or offering sacrifices to God. Man's righteousness and his wickedness are both an abomination to the Lord. Number 69. The Power of the Gospel The Gospel is the power of God unto salvation. This gospel was preached in Abraham's time, yes, even in Enoch's and Adam's time, and salvation was obtained in it and by it. Those that obeyed this gospel, the power of God, in those ages, were saved by it from evil, made just and holy men, friends of God, and walked with him. So it was before the law, under the law, and throughout the prophets, all that obeyed the Spirit and power of God obeyed the gospel, and were redeemed and saved by it from sin and transgression. All mankind, being fallen into sin and transgression, had need for the gospel to be preached unto them, and had need of redemption and salvation by it. And as it is received and obeyed, it is known by such to be the power of God unto salvation. Paul's testimony was that he was a minister of that gospel which was preached in every creature under heaven, Colossians 1.23, which indeed was the universal light, love, and power of God appearing for the salvation of man. Footnote. Note from the editor. When speaking of the universal light or love of God, the early Quakers were not at all advocating the idea of universal salvation or reconciliation. The word universal is used with reference to their belief that God offers salvation to all mankind, 
and not only to a small predestined number, through a measure of his light or grace that witnesses in the heart against sin and invites all to find salvation in Christ. It is this gracious inward invitation that is universal. When received, followed, and obeyed, this light becomes the life and salvation of the soul. If rejected, the same light becomes man's condemnation. See John 3, verses 19 through 21. Returning to text. All that are true ministers of this gospel are like their heavenly Father, whose light shines for all, whose rain falls upon all, whose love extends to all. They are not like the Jewish rabbis, doctors, priests, and ministers of the letter, who preach not the power of God that brings salvation to all who receive and obey it. Neither do these bring their disciples into true love, peace, unity, goodwill, and brotherly kindness one to another, and to all mankind, and put an end to the contrary. Oh, the miserable state that poor mankind is brought into, and held captive in, through the mystery of iniquity working in many of the nominal professors in nominal Christendom. For under the name and profession of the Prince of Peace, love, goodwill, innocency, patience, kindness, and all holy virtues, there is really found and practiced all sorts of wars, fightings, cruelty, violence, envying, hating, and destroying one another. These are not the fruits of the gospel of God, nor of the ministry thereof, but rather of men, of the prince of confusion and of Babylon, and of those who have drunk from the whore's cup, whose wine of fornication has made drunk all the nations. He that can understand, let him. Number 70. Heavenly Jerusalem. Blessed are all those who know themselves members of the true church, which is built of living stones, elect and precious, and are made a habitation for God in the Spirit and in the truth. Such as these meet together and wait upon the Lord in silence, and worship in spirit and truth, without a book or dependence upon a human minister. Indeed, blessed are all who are of the true church, living stones, a spiritual house and habitation for God, who know Him to dwell in them and walk in them, as in His temple, teaching and ruling in their hearts. These are fellow citizens with the saints in light, and know the heavenly city, Jerusalem, come down from heaven, and themselves inhabitants thereof. These have known a redemption from the earth, and the tongue of the Egyptian sea is dried up. Yes, these have discovered the seat of the whore, and the mystery of all her harlotry, under all her various dresses, golden appearances, and sumptuous array, and they cannot be deceived by them any longer. These can sing, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, honor, and power unto the Lord their God. These can say, True and righteous are his judgments, for he has judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. These can say, Praise our God, all you his saints, and you that fear him, both small and great, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. Indeed, these are arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, which is the righteousness of the saints, 
and is the wedding garment that all are to be clothed with, who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb, who are members of his body, which is the church.